This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast. My name is Isaiah. Joined tonight, as always, by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Pretty good, man. Whoa. <laughs> Somebody Lost having some technical difficulties? I can, I can go all night and wait. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. That's good to hear. Doing pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Can't, can't complain. I mean, I can't complain. But will anybody listen? No. Nope. I know I won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we would mute Ted. <laughs> I was going to say, did Ted say anything? <laughs> <laughs> Figure the Colonel and Dirty Dan would do me that way. <laughs> <laughs> New nickname, I love it. Oh man, that's like uh, a good name for like a seventies fucking uh, cop duo. Should be our <laughs> Dirty Dan and the Colonel. <laughs> the Colonel and Dirty Dan. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, we got a great episode for you tonight. We're ending our month-long look at food-based horror movies. We're gonna review 1985's The Stuff by Larry Cohen tonight. Super excited for that. It's been a long time since I've actually revisited that movie, so it was fun to be able to revisit that one. So we'll be getting to that in just a little bit, though. But before we get into all that, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Not a damn thing, man. Just doing shit I don't want to do. (laughs) Being an adult. Yeah. And I freaking hate it. (laughs) I did get to um, keep up with Raised by Wolves, which I still highly recommend to anyone who can access it. Even though it's taking a weird turn, man. I don't want to say what, though, because it'll ruin the show. Kind yeah. Of, so. It just has so many twists and turns. You can definitely see Ridley Scott's influence, but it's not the alien. So it's actually something that's not connected to the alien. So. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's about it, man. That's, that's interesting in itself. I need to check yeah. it out because... I think the, the first episode. I think the first episode writer. on YouTube. Yeah, I still yeah, got to check that out. It out. Um, yeah. I hadn't really watched a whole lot of anything this this week at all. I'm trying to hold it off because I'm a, or we all are probably, but I mean, I'm be watching a fucking lot of movies in October. Damn right. So <laughs> I'm trying to not like watch my October movies now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been playing a lot of video games. Um, Rocket League just went free to play, so I've been playing the hell out of that. Okay. And that game's a lot of fun. Yeah, I played it a long time ago, man. I saw it was free now. I was like, I might get back into that just for the hell of it. Well, I got it's, a Ghostbuster car or whatever. So. Is There's a lot of, like, you know, usually with older games, you got to worry about getting into it. Everybody's just too good, and you really can't enjoy it because everybody's so much better than you. 
but it's cross-platform and it just went free. So there's a ton of new players on every single platform coming yeah. in. So it it's it it, it feels like you're you're learning alongside with other people instead of just jumping into this game. I don't know how old Rocket League is. It's really old. It's like PS3 old. Yeah. I think it was early this generation of consoles. Yeah, it yeah. had a different name on PS3, but then they changed it to the whole league aspect. Got it. Okay. Completely multiplayer. So got big. Yeah, so I've been playing that and I've been uh keeping up with the console war. Saw that uh Microsoft bought Zenimax and that blew my fucking mind. Yeah, that seven and a half billion dollars, dude. That's pretty major. I mean, owning Zenimax and then obviously Bethesda. I mean, Xbox basically owns Fallout and Elder Scrolls now. So, I mean, they, they own they own Fallout, they own Elder Scrolls, they own Doom, they own Minecraft, mm-hmm. they own everything that Obsidian's doing. They own so much shit now that, in my opinion, if Sony keeps trying to play this exclusive war, they're going to lose. Yeah. But I don't think I I don't think Xbox is interested in that. I think they're going to keep doubling down on their Game Pass like they have been cuz for $15 a month, you automatically get the new Elder Scrolls games that comes out. You automatically get the new Doom games that come out. You get all these games that they own. Mm-hmm. You get automatically with that $15 on top of getting all the older games. So if you go out and get Game Pass, you're going to get all the the Xbox Elder Scrolls games and all the Fallout games and yeah. Fallout 76. I think that's what PlayStation needs to compete with because, I mean, Spider-Man, Miles Morales looks great. God of War Ragnarok is going to sell a lot, but I don't think they can compete with Elder Scrolls or Doom or Fallout. I really don't. Yeah, yeah Sony really needs to make like a big, like, not even necessarily. A they change, need to but do, they something, do something, but I wouldn't big. count them out exactly yet either. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've already been like they took their um, uh, what is that one game? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They put that on PC. Yep. And then they put Death Stranding on PC. We might be seeing an end to console exclusives in the next few years. That's what the, the they, that's been speculated about a lot too. I mean, I think at at the very worst for because people are worried that Xbox is going to go exclusive with Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I personally, I think worst case scenario, it'll be a timed exclusive where the new Elder Scrolls is going to be on Xbox like a month or two early or something like that. But I don't think it would just business wise. It doesn't make sense for Xbox to to miss out on that market. Yeah. It's a big market too, especially for those games. They would Xbox would be making a horrible mistake if they didn't put it on other consoles, you know, for any new Fallout or Doom or Elder Scrolls games. It, it would just be a total missed opportunity, like you and, guys were saying. So. Right, and you got new things that are coming. Like Stadia is getting a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting into Stadia now. Amazon wants to do their own thing, so that's a huge market, and those. It's it's hard to contend with these uh, franchises that have been loved for so long. Right. It's like uh, trying to make a new uh, fo- uh, National Football League. It's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so true. It's okay. It's okay. The Rock bought the XFL. It's going to be bigger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I I would really like it to be because I I caught a, a little bit of the Broncos game earlier today because I was over at uh, Jennifer's parents' house for her dad's birthday and the game was on and I I was watching it and I was like, man, I'm I'm actually missing watching football. I kind of miss it because it reminded me it was fun to watch, but. A lot of the things that the NFL does is just so stupid. It's just, I can't get over. It's yeah, not what it's it, not fun like it used to be. It's different for sure. Yeah, and then just seeing the the the, the cutouts they got in the stands, it was so funny. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. There was a lady in the stands. She's wearing her hat and her sunglasses and her face mask. And she was surrounded by cutouts. She was the only person on that shot on the camera. <laughs> like they had other sections where like families were together and like a couple guys were together. Cause I think they said that uh, Colorado, they're allowed to have 10% capacity and okay. it goes by state by state. However they do it, but it was funny. They were, uh, they were telling me they were watching a game where one of them had uh the cast of South Park is on one section of the seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball. I saw Osama bin Laden and, and, Bur- and Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. So. That was the best. <laughs> Seeing Terry Kaiser as Bernie was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about all I've been doing. I've been playing the hell out of. Rocket League. Okay. That's Rocket pretty much League. it. Trying to heal mm. my friggin' burns, which are actually looking a lot better. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, watch it when you cook that spaghetti sauce, man. You spit on your foot, it's gonna burn. <laughs> no, it was it was straight boiling water, man. I know. Melting man. Yeah. Um actually we ended up taking the dog to the vet because she was Hurt a lot more than we thought she was. Uh, yeah, we saw she had a big uh, uh, infected scab on her back, so we ended up taking her to the vet. They got her on antibiotics. We had to get her a cone, but she's doing a lot better too. Okay, what happened? good. How she get? So her? I was I was uh, going to strain the pasta, mm-hmm. and the dog was there, and I tripped over, and I went to I was trying to set it down on the counter so I wouldn't just drop it. Yeah. And when I tripped, it hit the, instead of setting it on the counter, it just hit the edge and tipped forward onto me and onto her. Oh. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks really bad. <laughs> Burns the worst. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Gosh, I remember that sunburn I got a couple of years ago. Holy crap. And you guys remember, dear Lord, I couldn't even leave home because the sun yeah. would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even go out and get mail. Somebody had to the light, out. the light. <laughs> it felt like I had all this stinking lotion and these bandages. I mean, I got freaking crisp. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, last time I got burnt really bad was uh, I think it was in high school. We had went to I think Fourth of July to the lake, and uh, I have fair skin, so I'm I'm like white white, and uh, I decided to go swimming. Without a shirt. Usually I'd, I'd go swimming with a shirt on just because of how sensitive my skin was and because I was fat as a kid, so I always swam with a shirt on. But I didn't have a shirt on this time. My shoulders got burnt so bad that I had blisters the size of like half dollars on my shoulders, and they were super thick too. Like yeah. when I wore a shirt, I would have to wear it inside out, 
And uh, I remember we were in, in the store, and it was probably three to five days after, and the blisters decided to pop then. And so, like, my shoulders are just completely soaked <laughs> because of how big the yeah. fucking blisters were. It was ridiculous. That was probably the worst pain I've ever been in with that sunburn. It was ridiculous. It was so bad. That's like, that's like, like the one blister. that was on my foot, man. So it, the, my foot got the worst of it. It was the blister on my foot was probably about, I'd say probably about two inches wide and about three inches long. Mm. Ish. And it was, it, it was probably a good inch and a half thick. This turned to our own episode of horrific blisters. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's a horror, man. And, but you know what? I got my ass into the kitchen the, the, like in two days afterwards and started boiling pasta again. I ain't scared of shit. Let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky. My blisters burst when I was taking a shower. So yeah, that is, that's good. <laughs> it's gross. It is gross. It is. Well, what have you been up to this week, Ted? I was thinking about my blisters I had a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same old, you know, just working, watching some movies. Uh, watched, uh, holy crap, what did I watch? <laughs> I, I watched I watched something Monday. Now I can't even freaking remember what I watched. Oh, yeah, I watched um, Another Wolf Cop. That was good. That okay. Was entertaining. Um, I watched... Uh, I think that another Wolf Cop. I watched um, Spellcaster from my Vinegar Syndrome Blue came in, so I watched that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Fun, you really like it. It's nice that it's actually officially on a disc now. So, fun eighties movie. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind really picking that up music. eventually. It's a decent flick. It is the the the. I mean, it's so eighties. The music it doesn't take itself seriously. The characters are funny, fun. Um. I really like the premise of it where these people when uh when a trip to a castle it's a Charles Band movie, so of course it's his own castle. <laughs> right. I love the castle, man. It, it's it's a rock contest. They have this uh um a rock and roll superstar. Um it, it's basically uh what do you call it? Um like American <laughs> No 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's like a high, not high and see. They have to search for a check for a million dollars. Whoever finds the check first gets it. Treasure hunt. And, yeah, so, treasure. Thank you. Gosh, treasure hunt. Okay, like a and, rat uh, race. Rat race is what I was going to say too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but the rules are they can't leave the castle. They have to stay in the castle, and and then people start dying supernaturally in supernatural ways, and it's cool. It's just a fun movie. Um, the the rock and roll chick. Um, played by uh, Bunty Bailey, she's freaking alcoholic, and it's hilarious. She's <laughs> mm. she's a, she's such a freaking stuck up jerk. <laughs> she's drunk all the time too. Um, just a fun movie. And today I watched um, my Blu-ray copy of Blade: The Iron Cross. Nice, which which is entertaining. Again, it's just entertaining. I mean, it's a it's a full moon movie. I mean, oh, respect. speaking of that. Don't mean to jump in here, but really quick, I, I did the see that. Yeah, the box the set. Box. They're bringing yeah. that back and they're putting that in there too. That's cool. And they're charging a hundred dollars more than they did last time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not cool. What, not which really. box set? The two on one. Yeah, the yeah, two on one. 
they're huh. they're re-releasing it. They're throwing in the new Blade movie in it, and they're throwing in two new um, little action figures. Like the first set had the Blade action figure, and now it's gonna have not just Blade, but um, I think it's Torch and I can't remember whatever the other puppet was. the The first set was like two hundred dollars. This one they're charging three hundred. So you're telling me that one new movie that they're selling for not even $20 on their website right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> Two little $10 figures. That's going to jack the price up to 300 Like, give me a break. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I, I mean, I've seen the box. It's cool. It's. I was a little disappointed in the size of it, personally. Oh, it's huge. Not to not. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty know. big. I like it. I didn't think it was big enough, personally, because it just... I don't know. I was looking for something different. It just looked like a. I, it I looked would like have a to TV. agree it with like Blu-ray box set. It did not look like a puppet box. So hey, yeah, that's what I would agree with Sean because when I was looking at it online and then I saw it at my DVD store, yeah, I was used, slightly disappointed. It, it looked. I mean, it looked proportional, but it. it yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little bigger. I wish um, I could just get a box for. I just want to buy just the box. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I have all the movies except for the, <laughs> for the last one. So Honestly, you could probably do just money. as well building it yourself. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> that's what I thought, man. I was like, I'd rather make my own two-line box. <laughs> I want to do all that. I just want the regular because I've got the two-line box I bought when it came out because I had that store credit. Yep. But um, I would love to get just the box of their normal Blu-ray box edition. So because you know I've got the Halloween set, we're getting the Friday set. We're getting the I, I Spit on Your Grave set. You know, there's so many sets. I wish I could just have a Puppet Master box to put my yeah. normal Blu-rays in. Yeah. Just, just have the big trunk. I mean, the big trunk's awesome. I'm glad I have it because it's a great little collector's item to have. But I would just love a regular box to put it in my shelf. Right. Other, other movies and box sets. Agreed. But uh, it was funny because, you know, I mean, Isaiah was hanging out with me the other night when I, I got in the mail. And I was like, man, this thing is loaded up with special features. This is great. And the special features only take like 25 minutes to watch. That's how short each one is. <laughs> one of them's like literally only a minute long. It's like being on the set with one of the actresses or, act- yeah, the actress. And it's like a minute and eight seconds. And I was just like, oh, well, this really isn't loaded. Like I thought. I mean, right. It's, you know, it's got trailers, which is usual for me. It's got a commentary, but. I normally don't watch commentaries anymore unless it's something I've already listened to. And it's funny, like the like the Friday the 13th Part 5 commentary, which is one of the best I've ever heard. <laughs> I love the Child's Play one with Brad Dorf in character. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. But it's just, <laughs> I just, I was laughing. I was like, well, I'm done watching all those. <laughs> but uh, it's still not, a, you know, it's still a fun little puppet master movie even though it's only blade it is i mean it is a sequel to the last movie the the axis termination so it's still continuing that story so that's i'm tired cool. of the whole i mean it's cool i'm done with Nazis. Oh, i'm tired of the world War II stuff. Yeah. <laughs> i'm tired i want i want a modern sequel now where the puppets are killing with just regular people or yep, something, something. You know? that'd be nice but the world war ii thing's been played out i mean we've had Including this, these past four movies and part three, that's five movies. And then if you want to throw in retro, which takes place like before World War One, that's six movies that take place in the past. That's nearly half the franchise. 
<laughs> it's just like okay, let's get some modern sequels in here now. For this you, thing. you guys heard it here. Ted wants Puppet Master in space. Yes, I do. One of two months. Yeah, a great ancestor. He's a descendant from Toulon. <laughs> Somehow. Get Corey Feldman back from Puppet Master. <laughs> so here's the premise. Um, oh, so somehow the puppets get locked in some kind of container and somehow they end up in like a time capsule where they buried in the ground and they're supposed to dig it up. But something happens to where the world gets wiped out and we terraform somewhere else. And like, say, year 3077, we come back to Earth and we find this capsule and boom, you got the puppets on the spaceship. Cool. Sounds just like Jason X. This is the guy that always says, I don't know what I can contribute if we're helping with the movie. (laughs) Dude, I think about shit all the time. I always have ideas, but when we sit down and talk, (laughs) should have fucking wrote it down. (laughs) We can call it Puppet Master. Oh, we can't say Puppet Master X. That's what (laughs) actually called the movie X. Just call it Puppet Master in Space. Be done. There you go. <laughs> Just like it's Leprechaun in Space. Leprechaun 4 in Space. So I good. like Leprechaun 4. That's a funny movie. It's yeah, fun. It's a great movie. Everybody hates it. I love it too. Though. I love it. No, I hate, I hate the Leprechaun in the Hood. I love Leprechaun in Space. Yeah. Leprechaun in the Hood sucks donkey turds. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That's the worst in the franchise, in my opinion. I, freaking yep. hate <laughs> I loved it as a teenager because I was a stupid 15-year-old when it came out. and thought weed jokes were the best. You know, I never smoked weed. Uh, I didn't like it when it came out either. But then I started, you know, growing up. Kind of growing up, I should say. And then I'm <laughs> like, no, this movie doesn't make any sense, really. It sucks. I think you have you- to be enjoy you know it's bad when you're a teenager and you're smoking pot and you don't have like a great tolerance built up yet and you watch a movie usually it makes the movie better and you watch this movie you're like this movie fucking sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's bad leprechaun back to the hood was a better movie i mean i never watched it it was so much better than that when the story better than that yeah Yeah, it has a little bit more value it actually, to... it actually has an ending. I mean, Leprechaun in the Hood didn't really end, or didn't have an ending. It just ended. Yeah, with Leprechaun rapping. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank goodness they didn't do that in the next one. No doubt, Warwick Davis deserved a better finale than that. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, other than that, I haven't really done anything. Okay. I mean, there's nothing to do, like I've said. I mean, true. There's really no movies in the theater that I want to see. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care about Tenant or whatever else is. I just don't care. There's nothing that interests me. Yeah. Anything that I've wanted to see has been pushed back to next year. So, I mean, very true. Other than other than seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater when the theater first opened up, and I took my dad and nephew. We have a guys' night out and just watch a classic star wars movie in the theater i mean i haven't been back yeah that was last month there's nothing for 150 you can rent an alamo out yep (laughs) which actually would be kind of fun (laughs) from what i hear though it also requires at least 150 in food order and everyone has to buy their individual tickets as well yep 
Well, that but... sucks even more. <laughs> but if you got money, man, I guess you could have fun renting out a theater. Be one way I can like celebrate Elvis. selling Elvis my house. I, think Elvis, but... <laughs> I can watch Elvis on YouTube. That's Fat right. and skinny Elvis. That's right. Well, uh, my week was kind of uh, it was kind of nice just to relax this week because I've been kind of go 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 with moving and everything and getting my house ready to sell. I took this week and I didn't do a fucking thing. I played a lot of video games. A lot of Fallout 76, a lot of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And then other than that, I uh, last Sunday after we recorded, I ended up watching uh, the first three Karate Kid movies. And then I watched <laughs> next Karate Fair. Kid the next night. I've binge-watched Shameless to the point where I'm all of the way to season seven now. And I think it was at season three or four last week. And then I... Uh, also binge watched the first season of Holliston on Shudder, um, and that was this weekend. And then obviously watched the stuff to get ready for tonight, and uh, some different things on Netflix too. Uh, nothing really, kind of any rhyme or reason, but it's been mostly just a week of just relaxing and just kind of recharging a little bit. So, Aren't they getting ready to do another Hollis season of Holliston? They've been saying that for a while. They've been talking they, about it for years. <laughs> I swear there was something recently said. Uh, there was, but I'm sure it'll be right. another two years till we hear it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's great that it's on Shutter now. At least it's that's on cool. Yeah, I have the blues yeah. thanks to Tiv. Yeah, I didn't realize it was on Shutter. That is cool, man. People can. That happened like last week, week or the or two weeks ago or something like that. Yep. Cool. Sean, I bought those for you. Yep. Long time ago. Darn, it must have been because I don't remember. <laughs> <Ted> doesn't remember. <laughs> I would have never seen the show otherwise. <laughs> I got your back, Sean. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so other than that, I mean, it's been mostly just kind of relaxing and whatnot. I am getting ready to go to the theater again, though, soon. I'll finally be able to see the first Friday the 13th in the theater because I'm going to be going. Actually, I got my ticket for free, basically, because I had some leftover sure. like uh, uh, points and stuff for AMC. So I ended up getting that fifteen dollar ticket for nothing, and so wow. I'm going to be going See, on that. My, my uh, rewards program from my theater won't let me use the fucking points for Fathom events. Weird. That's yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't. I didn't. Uh, well, that's not why I didn't go, but I found that out when I did when I wanted to go see. Uh, devil's rejects not devil's rejects three from hell three from hell okay yeah and i found out that's like well at least i can go see it for free because i had like a 20 dollar credit on my thing and they wouldn't let me do it that's so dumb yeah i don't know why but yeah amc let me use it for fathom events so but i think i had kind of the same issue though with three from hell that you had so i don't know if maybe they changed it because of covid or whatnot um Hmm. so i mean it might be something to be worth looking into maybe because yeah i I was trying to use a a certificate with uh three from hell just because i didn't want to shell out thirty dollars and i couldn't even use that so um they may have changed some stuff or different theaters may have changed some stuff just because of covid and everything so it could have been the deal they had with um three from hell too whoever true true it could have been yeah that's a good point but I'm super excited for that, though, just because now I've seen 
the first Nightmare on Elm Street in theaters, the first Halloween in theaters, and now finally the first Friday the 13th in theaters. So I'm on my way to being able to see some of these movies in theaters that I've wanted to. Now if, if they can just fun. now if they can just pull the that Halloween marathon that they're doing into theater around here because I haven't seen anything pop up for uh, the first, fourth, and fifth movies. So it'd be nice if they can get that going around here too. I don't know. Oh, if... That'd be awesome if they did that. The Alamo Draft House, I could see those. Oh god, it would be so yeah, good. it's fun, man. I got That's to see like that. Four, Fathom did that as a double bill years ago. I got to see that. I got to see it at the driving too. Yeah, fun. Four four is my favorite. I would love to see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I saw uh, a drive-in in Indianapolis is not only doing uh, the first, fourth, and fifth, but they're thrown in the second one, too. So they're doing a four-movie marathon of basically the first four movies with Michael in it. So I thought that was nice. kind of cool. And that would have been fun to go to. It would have been a long night, but it would have been a lot of fun to go to. That's for Suck sure. Suck on that Halloween 2, hater. <laughs> <laughs> I love Halloween 2. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's That's my, my favorite. That is my favorite. I love it. I'm always going back and forth between one and two in, in my in my slot. That's why this, I kind of just one gave me nightmares. I mean, two gave me nightmares as a kid. Yeah. So it just it's just a powerful movie to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Halloween two. I think I talked about this last year when we were talking about the Halloween movies a little bit when we were ranking them. But um, I th- I think Halloween 2 was the first one I ever saw, and it, it, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. That's for sure. And uh, I've always loved Halloween 2. I mean, it may not be my favorite now, but for the longest time it was my favorite. And it, it's still up in, like, my first top two or three, you know, spots for – the Halloween franchise. So, uh, it's is my first Halloween movie. I got to see it in the theaters when I was like 10. Yeah. That's scared cool. the crap out of me. For <laughs> 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 a little kid, all that flash editing and stuff, man. Yep. Later, yeah, man. It, it, I was just like, what the heck is this? I was like already freaked out from the first frame. Don't hurt me, but <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty accurate <laughs> description of it too. I, I was sitting in the theater thinking, "What did I get myself into?" Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, that's a good series, man. If you think about it, <laughs> yep. Minus some of the later ones, either my second or third that I watched growing up. I remember I, yeah. first time I saw two, I rented it from Blockbuster. And okay. watched it one one weekend. See, those are ones my mom actually enjoys, so I got to see those at home at an early age. It's nice. with my dad. My dad, my dad likes Jason and Michael, and he he he'll uh, he he kind of likes Chucky. He'll watch Chucky, and he'll watch the Hatchet movies too. So I mean, he that's cool. You know, he doesn't like Freddy. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know the child killer thing. He just doesn't. Yeah, like my mom it. liked Freddy. She I couldn't get her into Hatchet, but. As she got older, the gore, some of the extra gore stuff in movies put her off. She's more, a little more old school. Yeah. But yeah. she'll sit and watch Freddy and Jason and Michael. So. But those <laughs> aren't quite gore fest if you think about it. So. Nah. Right. Especially Halloween. It's all about the atmosphere in the first yeah. place. Well, I've part. heard of, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that don't like Freddy or Chucky. And 
and Some I, and people I don't think, like the comedy aspect. I think I think it's just more terrifying when your killer doesn't have emotions, right? Like Freddy and Chucky, they have humor and they get angry, and you know they have they're very emotive killers. And then you got Jason and Michael, who are just completely blank. They they don't have a they don't have an apparent motive. It's just you know, like you can't reason with this monster. Is what it, yeah. you know? Yeah. It makes it more terrifying. Yeah, I let Freddy slip into one of those so-called not scared of them dreams and see how not scared they are. <laughs> you know, I say the same thing about, you know, I was thinking about this this week. Just like, um, you know, people always make fun of Jaws now because the shark looks so fake. I bet you if you're in the water and that fake shark was just coming at you, you'd be Damn freaked right. out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, talk big through because you're seeing something through a TV screen or whatever. But you know what? If you were in the water and that thing was coming at you, the exact same design, you would be freaking crapping your pants. Yeah. Last time I was in the ocean, swimming, something hit my foot. I didn't even look to see what it was and I got out. So it could have been <laughs> <all> I, <know. laughs> I always hated arguments like that because, uh, you know, people that are like, oh, well, that shark looks fake. And then they'll go and turn around and be like, Avatar is the best movie ever made. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you heard it here too. You heard it here first, folks. Mark is predicting a $4 billion box office for Avatar 2. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if there's... There probably is if I sat on a thing about it, but I don't know if there's a movie in the past... 20 years that I hate more than Avatar. I fucking hate that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. I just don't say anything. I know y'all hate it. I don't hate it. I'm not saying it's the best movie, but I don't hate it either. So. <laughs> I don't hate it, but it is overrated. It's just, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's overrated for sure, but I thought it was an alright movie. Man. I just hate how it gets all this caught for being something that's so unique and original, and it's, it's not. It's the oh, oldest no. story rehashed yeah. over and over and over. That I can agree with. It's not original. <laughs> they just <laughs> using an alien aspect. That's yeah. But I, you know, I liked certain parts of it. I don't hate it. But it took so long to come out with a sequel, and his plan for a million movies for it is a little crazy, right? <laughs> I'll James Cameron is so progressive one. that he made a movie where a white person has to save blue people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> He gets a lot of hate too from a lot of people. Scott's anti-Republican. Why aren't they red people? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, him as a person may not be my favorite guy, but I don't care what anybody says. He's done some pretty good movies. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know he could probably come off as like arrogant. Yeah, and maybe he does. I don't know. I really never really got that from him, but I don't watch a lot of interviews with him in the first place. But. I, I like you know even the stuff he hasn't directed. I mean, I liked his stuff on like Galaxy of Terror when he worked with uh, Roger Corman. Yeah, I mean, he was a good set designer. I mean, that Galaxy of Terror looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Then, of course. For I mean, sure. without James Cameron, we would not have Piranha Two: The Spawning. You know, I mean, <laughs> the best movie to feature flying piranha. Terminator 2 is one of the best damn action movies ever made. So, yep, I agree. I agree. I would throw down and say it is the best damn action movie ever made, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, man, that's good. But 
I'm, you're forgetting I'm, Commando there, Mark. There's a, there's a, <laughs> Commando's great, and I don't know, man. Terminator 2 is just... It's Terminator 2. <laughs> I've ever been at elementary school and everybody was just talking about Terminator 2. We're like in the, I was like in the first grade when that movie came out. Everybody was like, Terminator 2, man, Terminator 2. I remember getting all getting toys and stuff for it. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of toys. I got I to see the amusement did. park rained out and I got to see it at a midnight showing. Me and my sister were the only kids in the whole theater full of a bunch of crazy people and it was one of the best experiences ever. <laughs> That's great. I remember having that toy with Arnold and you hit a button and his like front half of his body popped off <laughs> and we the endo the, the endoskeleton. Yes, I had that thing too. <laughs> I remember that toy. That was one of my favorite toys. I loved it. Have y'all seen the Terminator 2, the opera? Somebody put on YouTube like 10 years ago. It was great. I haven't, but I've heard of it. You sent it in the chat. I That's what I thought it. it was. I thought I said the Batman and Robin one. I thought it was. Oh, it might have been that he, one. I think he sent that one, but then he was playing it when we were talking yeah, that's on PlayStation. Yeah. 1984. <laughs> D1000 gets to have all the fun. I cannot kill anyone. God. <laughs> it's, it's too good. But uh, just a little bit of news here uh, before we get started with the review of the stuff tonight. Coming up next month, we're obviously going to be having our Halloween uh, Horror Palooza. First ever one for us. So we, we do have a lineup of movies that we're going to be reviewing next month. We're going to be starting off next week with uh, the Funhouse Massacre. That is a fun movie that I'm looking forward to revisiting again this year and taking the time to review. Uh, we're also going to be covering Hellfest next month, Trick or Treat, and Terrifier. So those are the four movies that we have set for next month that we're going to be reviewing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're not going to be focusing on the Halloween franchise itself because everybody does that to death. We're going to save that for when Halloween Kills is actually coming out. Then we'll do a retrospective series on that. So we're going to focus on Halloween-themed movies that are not a part of the Halloween franchise. I'm super excited for it. But also next month, on October 17th, we are actually doing a live stream of Friday the 13th, the game, in celebration of the release of the Friday the 13th box set that's coming that week. So we're actually going to be teaming up with a couple of other guys from the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be getting together, just having a good time, playing the game, and hearing Ted scream, and getting angry and not trusting each other because of how the mode that we're going to do. We're going to do our version of Paranoia, which we'll explain more in the live stream when we actually do it. I'm super pumped for it. It's going to be a fun month next month. Goodbye, yeah, man, I'm excited. And you know what? If you guys haven't heard Ted scream, you really need to tune in because it is freaking great. <laughs> I've been told I sound like Homer Simpson. That's very similar. A little bit, yeah. But that's going to be a lot of fun. So once again, that's going to be October 17th that we're doing the live stream. That is a Saturday night. Um, it'll be after 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have more lockdown time frame that we're going to play. Uh, in the next week or two as we get closer to it. We'll announce it more. We'll be putting out artwork and 
um, kind of advertising it on social media. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're super excited for this. This is going to be a good opportunity to kind of collaborate with the podcast network and some of these different shows and kind of just get to know each other. It's going to be a great way for us to kind of get to know some of these other shows and just have a good time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So great lead up to the, um, YouTube online convention too. Yeah, that is for sure. Which is something else that's going to be fun to look forward to this, uh, next month as well. So the slash and cast podcast network is putting out, uh, like an online convention. It's going to be a bunch of the different shows doing episodes for it. There's going to be a lot of content. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be having more information. They've announced the dates and everything, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, too. It, there's just going to be a lot of stuff next month that's going to be able to keep you occupied and keep you spooky for you know the whole month of October in celebration of Halloween. It's going to be a ton of fun. But with that being said, are you guys ready to review the stuff? Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's take a look at Larry Cohen's The Stuff. The stuff is here now. Great new day sensation. Light and free now. Get you elevation. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. The stuff. The taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff. Taste that delivers. We interrupt this presentation with the following urgent message. Tonight, America is in grave danger. We are under alien attack by a popular dessert known as The Stuff. Here, Jason. Take some. No! Don't eat that. There is something alive in there. Tasty! There's something alive in yogurt. It's called benign bacteria. If the stuff is in your house, do not eat it. If you have it on your shelves, do not sell it. If you distribute this material, close your doors, make no more sales. All right, the stuff was released on June 14th, 1985, obviously directed and written and produced by Larry Cohen. It had a budget of $1.7 million, so it actually had a fairly decent-sized budget. And you can see the effects. I mean, everything with, like, the stuff and, and everything, it was so well done with the effects in this. Obviously, some of the effects are a little cheesy, like with uh, <laughs> like sometimes with the the mouths expanding and stuff, and the heads and and all that that can kind of look kind of hokey. But I mean, overall, it's it's a fun movie. It's a it's a quirky movie, and honestly, revisiting it last night, it's probably the first time I've watched the movie in probably twenty years. I didn't like remember like how tame the movie actually was. Like that's yeah, when I watched as a kid. Yeah. Like there's there's I, not not really and much open for mouth thing freaked me out. <laughs> I I love the practical effects in this movie. I thought yeah. they were great, even the open mouth ones. But what what I as far as effect wise, what I thought was really not that great in this movie was their green screen effects. I didn't. <laughs> they, were, they were not good. 
It was it was laughable. <laughs> yeah, some of the times. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, it's it's like it was, like the one where where the 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 boy is in the back of the truck and yep. stuff's coming after him. That was so bad. Yeah, I mean, when you don't have a shadow <laughs> of the kid on screen no. anywhere, it it doesn't really work very well. <laughs> it kind of takes you out of the moment. But I mean, it's it's a it's a cheap horror movie from the eighties. I can't really expect much, especially green screen, because it was still kind of newer technology i mean it wasn't necessarily new technology but it was newer um for how they were doing it so i it's it is what it is i mean they had some really good effects and they had some pretty shitty effects but overall i mean I like, it, it kind of plays I like all the, the um, hotel room effect and according to what i read that was actually the same room they used in Nightmare on Elm Street. It was, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was something like that because when they yeah. did the close up of the stuff going up the wall, I was thinking, I wonder if the camera was upside down and they yeah. were pouring it down the wall. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. It's got to be a flipping room or something. Like yep. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it looks so freaking uh, natural. Yep. Yeah, it looks cool, man. I love that effect. Yeah. I also this is my first time listening or watching, and I was listening to the uh, the jingle song that they were making, where they're saying "enough is never enough." <laughs> and there's a, there's one part where they changed the line to "one lick is never enough," and I thought maybe Ted was going to sue them for stealing his slogan about his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently suing Universal because of American Pie. I'm already in litigation. <laughs> Universal will pay. There you go. <laughs> One of the the things that is kind of gross about the movie, though, especially when they were doing the the effects for the stuff, is that Larry Cohen himself was talking about that in some scenes where the stuff is chasing characters, uh, that foam that's actually chasing them was made of blended fish bones, and it stunk so much that in between shots, the actors would have to run over to the river the river to like get the stench off of them and stuff. And it's like I couldn't even imagine like just ground yeah. up fish and fish bones and stuff. I mean, that just would smell so, so horrendous. But then if you look at some of the other stuff that they used, I mean, in other shots, it was like hog and dogs ice cream. It was yogurt. I mean, they, they use so many different things to, yeah. for the stuff. It's just amazing. It was the stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it wrong that I wanted to eat dessert when watching this movie? Not at all. I had a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I do kind of like that with this Larry Cohen kind of went kind of the whole uh like underlying theme like Romero would always do with like his dead movies where mm-hmm. this one just like Dawn of the Dead was focused on consumerism and how the country is like has all these damaging products that are being sold and all this other stuff so I mean it's a good way to bring forth that kind of underlying thing. Cause I mean, it's very, very true, especially with the whole oh, consumerism yeah. thing. Yeah, I love, I love that aspect of the film. It made mm-hmm. me think like not remake it, but that's something that someone should touch on again in the film. Man. Like, Agreed. Yeah, that, I agree, man. That's probably, probably my favorite part about the whole, just the idea of the film. Cause it's just, it blows out of proportion, but it's, it's shows is very true in the movie and in, in real world, in real life that we're, we're all slaves to consuming mm-hmm. shit. It's like two thirty. He's like two thirty in the morning. They're still coming. I thought, man, that's every McDonald's and Denny's yep. and. <laughs> 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 I 
It's so true. What are your thoughts? My favorite part of this movie is Mo Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He does such he's great, man. He's he, just, he was, yeah. I love his his, his accent. I don't know why. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean he's Michael Moratti's in a lot of Larry Cohen's movies, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I love I love this role. And and Chocolate Chip Charlie was pretty cool. That was know, so know. good. I didn't expect I forgot he was in the movie, honestly. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he was in it and he seemed like he was a big player and then he was gone. Yeah, then he's gone. Until the very end. Actually was reading um Arsenio Hall was the original guy. Cohen wanted for that role because Arsenio was like an up-and-coming guy. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to be a big star or some shit, but the studio wanted Garris. So. Yeah, I think yeah. He, he was the perfect fit for it. I, it would have been different seeing Arsenio in, in the yeah, room. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked, man. I don't think no, so either. I don't think so either. <laughs> so. And I love the little, um, I don't know if anybody caught it, where she says, where's the stuff? That was actually the same lady that did where's the beef in the Wendy's commercial. I, I did catch that, like, <laughs> um, this time watching it, obviously when I was younger, I didn't really catch on to it. But yeah, definitely this time, I definitely noticed that. That was great. <laughs> Carla something, I think. Yep. <laughs> Ted, what are your thoughts? Well, this was a short review. You're already going to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that. I like it. I'm a fan of Larry Cohen. I always have been. I love his movies like Q, The Winged Serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, of course, the It's Alive trilogy. You know, he did The Ambulance with Eric Roberts. Uh, yep. Original Gangsters with um, Fred Williamson and Pam Greer. And that's a good yeah. underrated. Yeah, it is. That was the last movie he like directed too back in the nineties. You know, and he passed away last year. So may yeah. rest in peace. He always made some fun movies. Um, you know, and he did a lot more like God told God told me to about the guy who's like killing people said God told him to and his police chiefs or his police officers got to stop him, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and he was a fantastic screenwriter. I mean, he wrote that movie phone booth that back with uh, Kiefer Sutherland came out what like 2004, which was like the big move. One of the, one of the hot movies of that year. Yeah. I mean, he wrote a lot of just a lot of stuff. Maniac um, cop. Yeah, he wrote Maniac Cop 1 and 2. I think they, they originally wanted him to do 3. And there is a story. It's on the Blu-ray. There's a story on the Blu-ray where I, mean, I believe they caught him in the car. Some I guess it was the producer or whatever. He's like, we need the script for Maniac Cop 3. And he's like, okay, you got a pen and paper? Yeah, okay, write this down. He starts just, just talking <laughs> the script to him. And he's like, no, we're not doing it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. That's just that was like on the Blu-ray or something. I remember a couple of years ago. But this movie is really good. Um, I would actually put it in all the movies he directed. It would be in the top five. Agreed. Um, I it, with it, that. Like, like you know, I mean, I I can't really say anything different. What's already been said, but like, practical effects are fantastic. The characters are fun. I love seeing Paul Servino as the, yes. the general yes. colonel. Whatever his rank was too, again, yeah, Colonel <laughs> he, Spears. Yeah, <laughs> Colonel. He's freaking great in everything he's in. I mean, of course, you already talked about Garrett Morris, and um, I mean, it's just a fun movie, and it's talking about you know how we can get so wrapped up in just a a product, 
Yep. That would mean absolutely nothing. It's just what it is, a product, and we make it the center of our lives. And um, it's just – and, and he did it in a way where it's not pandering because I hate pandering. Yeah. When a movie or TV show or whatever piece of media panders to me, I freaking hate it because it's lazy and it's insulting. And yes. he does not – in his movie, <laughs> yeah, and his movies don't insult you. His movies are meant to entertain. You might have a message in there, but – it, it, it's a monster flake still in, in what it is. The stuff is the monster and you got to mm-hmm. get away from the stuff. So I, I, I love it. It's very entertaining. You know, I bought it on Blu-ray a couple of years ago from arrow. It's a great Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of his best movies that he ever made. In my opinion. How about, um, Danny, we didn't bring up Danny Aiello. When he, the oh FDA yeah. <laughs> oh, Danny. Scared to death of his fucking dog, the huge beast that it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Another scene I wanted to bring up, man, was um in the grocery store when the kid is like, he just had enough and was like, yeah, that was so the kid's funny. Thing on the floor and starts destroying the whole place. I fucking love oh, that kid, that man. Great. Hell yeah, dude. He was you know, he's like. He He's saw strong... through the shit. He didn't care what you told him. He's I saw that shit move. I'm not eating that shit. Even at then, he's like, he's not a kid anymore. He's seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets they, when they're in the 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 tanker truck and they get pulled over, and he's like, "What are you gonna frisk me or something?" <laughs> <laughs> that has a great line too. When he's like, "Your hose is loose," and Moa's like, "Are you gonna cite me for indecent exposure?" <laughs> <laughs> God, the writing in this movie is great. I mean, the the dialogue is just so good. I mean, (laughs) just everything with the dialogue is just great in this movie. And it's like uh, the the other thing I like about it because I I touched on a little bit how about how it's kind of a tame movie. I mean, it doesn't even it like there. I don't even think there's really any profanity in the movie. It's not a lot of gore either. No, I mean there isn't much of anything, but it's still just a fucking entertaining movie. It's just so yeah, you good. Could, you could watch this with your kids for sure. Yeah, as I say, it's a good one for the family. Yeah, <laughs> good family flick. <laughs> good family good starter family horror movie. Those kind of things, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, between the little to no profanity, no real gore, no. No TNA in the movie. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a really good like entry horror movie. Honestly, I mean, because the story's good, uh, the writing's good. I mean, everything about it's good, and it doesn't need all that extra shit that a lot of movies will just throw in, especially nowadays, just to kind of get asses in the seats. You know, it's just good. It, it's there's just something about good writing and like a good story just being brought forth and the visuals are, are good. I mean, overall, everything with this movie is great. I've, I've just, I've, I fucking love it. It's just so, so, so good. And I like how, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, go you ahead. off. <laughs> I was going to say, I like how it's got like, there's the scene where they're in the diner and he's trying to like, find out who's pretty much been contaminated. So he asks, you know, do you have any of the stuff? 
and they lie because they got a whole bunch of it in the back and they all know it's got that feel of like uh john carpenter's the thing yep <laughs> where you know you don't know who you can trust and i just love that, that stuffies yeah I, like how I call them stuffies <laughs> yeah the whole paranoia <laughs> aspect i love yeah that's why the thing works so well just that isolation and the paranoia yep that's why it's my favorite movie of all time i love the thing <laughs> Next week we're gonna review the thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Still gonna watch it. <laughs> Shit, I plan on watching it next month. Oh yeah, that's an every oh, it's in my rotation every October. I'm gonna watch some new movies I've never watched before, and I'm freaking gonna watch the thing. I know you don't want to, but you should watch the prequel to the thing. I don't have it. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I can't. Even. I know you. Haven't. I kind of don't want to because I like, I like a little mystery. Like I don't need to know what happened at that other base, you know. It does. That's kind of like my. That, that's my problem with like Prometheus and stuff. Prometheus is a good movie, but I hate that it's tied into the alien universe. I wish it was its own thing, you know. Yeah, it could have been fine without being tied to the. Yeah, because I'm like you know I've oh, always I I've like always liked. Too. I've always liked the mystery of not knowing who the giant skeletal alien thing was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I, like, I didn't need to know that. I can. I like what you know. Some some things should just be left alone and left to people's imaginations. But it's like Honestly, now well, it's, this prequel to the thing doesn't really like take away like that. Though I don't know how to explain. Like, it's its own thing, but it doesn't. It's not any more revealing. There's. You still don't know what the fuck the thing is, you right? Know what I mean? That's not what I mean, though. Just the events that happened. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, and I just think like too, nowadays or these days, excuse me, bad grammar. These days, people, you know, people are just spoon fed everything. Like, okay, this is what happened on the first day, and then the second day, and I, I just, just, just give me a little backstory, like something bad happened, and now let's move on to what we're doing now with this story. I don't need a prequel. Or or whatever to you know tell me the backstory of this one thing. Right. I just I don't care. I just I have something in my head that makes sense to me. I don't need Prometheus or any of that. And again, I'm not hating on Prometheus. I think it's a good movie. It's just that tie in to the alien. Like like the engineers, they're the ones that that was the dead alien thing in, in the first yeah. movie in the spaceship. I was like, I didn't need to know that. I didn't want to know that. I always wanted that to be a mystery. And I know Ridley Scott for decades wanted to tell that story, but right. just like it's a story that I don't think really needed to be told, or it didn't have to be, like I said, didn't have to be tied into the alien franchise. But right. And honestly, I think that all kind of plays into how everybody nowadays just wants so much from everything. Like it just can't be a simple story. Like this movie is where it's, it's a simple premise. There isn't much backstory to it. You just know that there's this product that's being sold, and then some weird, funky shit starts happening. But no, that every- I can agree with. I can agree with that. It's, some things are overdone, it's, but yeah. certain subjects sometimes I don't mind them digging a little, man. But right? That's just yeah. Um, me wanting to hear more. I'd, so. I'd rather a prequel than a remake. Yeah, of, of just about anything. I'd rather just leave something as is. <laughs> to be right. True. I. I, well, I. I can agree with that too. But I was just saying, if it was one or the other, I'd, I'd probably rather have a prequel. I mean, if this movie was made in the present day, we'd have this whole origin story where, where everything, everyone, you know, everything would be overly explained. And it's yep. like, 
it'd be like a two and a half hour freaking movie at this point. It's just like, <laughs> can't something just be an hour and a half, you know, and you'd Some be entertained. Two and a half hour epic. Just have to I, too much. This, this movie is perfect as a standalone film. I don't really see the need for a sequel to the stuff or no. a prequel. Yeah. Or anything, just leave it. The taste. I mean, we can't have the taste. (laughs) I mean, I think at the very most, you could maybe get like, uh, I don't know what kind of Blu-ray collector's editions are out for this, but maybe like an extended cut or something. Maybe. Well, he does have a lot of footage he cut out the to move the pace of the movie. The studio wanted like a better pace. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. From what I understand, like he had some stuff on the animator got Dave Allen, who's a famous in animations and movies. Like, yeah. Um, there's a lot of We're footage he did that they cut out where like the stuff is walking and all kinds of things. Oh, so wow. there's definitely a lot. They could definitely That'd be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's where special diff- edition DVDs really come in great hand. It'd be nice to be able to see some of that stuff if if it were ever to be able yeah, to Cohen be said it was like a more sophisticated movie before he cut it. That's how he put it. So. Huh. Interesting. Huh. I don't want sophistication. I, want to be like <laughs> I don't either, but it's, I still wouldn't mind checking it out. So. All right. <laughs> you know, I, I like seeing the director's vision. I can't remember what's on the Blu-ray. Some of those scenes might be on the special features, though. Okay. I I have to put it in and check again, but be interesting to check out. That's how you put it in. So how about the the the, the stuff Blu-ray has more in it than the Blade Iron Cross (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray? More than twenty-five minutes worth. (laughs) (laughs) So how about that climax where they come back to see uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie is back again, (laughs) and they're about to broadcast and this. Probably the the comment. I don't know why, but it made me laugh so hard when the uh, the colonel says uh, something like, um, "If we're gonna trust this colored fellow, he needs to follow my orders or something like that." <laughs> like, I let this colored guy yeah. speak, and if I hear one commie word or one code thing, I'm blowing his head off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jesus, man, calm down, <laughs> right? He he didn't like chocolate chips. He's a he's a macadamia nut kind of guy. Danny <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aiello, I hear like sugar cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else you could really talk about the movie. It, it's I mean, overall, it's just kind of a a good a good movie. Honestly, I mean, there there isn't too much to it. Which is nice because it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be one where you got to think about it. It's just kind of one of those movies you can just sit down and enjoy and just leave it as is. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to try to ponder, you know, what's going on or try to decipher anything about the movie. It's very very straightforward. It's just an hour and a half of just kind of sitting back, relaxing, and just watching it and not having to really think. Which which is nice. I mean, that's that's why. I, I know for myself, that's why I love a lot of the 80s horror movies, just because there isn't too much to them. It's just kind of stuff happens and stuff ends, and that's really kind of about it. And there's the imagination again. Yeah. I mean, you know, things don't seem as inspired as they were back, I mean, to, not even like 20 years ago even. I mean, it feels like everything's either 
I mean, this sounds like a cliche saying this, but you know, everything's like a comic book or something, you know, a comic book movie or whatever. And those are fine. Right. But you know, are we ever going to see a movie like this stuff hit theaters again? Probably not. Probably yeah. not. But, but this is why I always say to everyone, then freaking change it. Let's someone's got to change it. There's yeah. People out here yeah, that true, can change true. it. And if we got some of these ideas, that's part of my inspiration for writing. I get tired of that same old shit too. So, yep. Or if I, you know, it's just going to keep staying that way unless somebody makes fucking movies somehow, some other way. Exactly. That's why I support independent movies in the beginning. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But, we got some, some things that are coming out, you know, and that are, are good and they're original and they're unique. And not, not, yep. I mean, yeah, that, that one as well. I'm not, I'm saying not just in the horror genre. We do have some movies that are coming out on the independence and Netflix is doing a lot mm-hmm. too. Is making, you know, different movies. It's not the same stuff. And it's like, well, like Ted said, we Netflix always got put out, put out a movie that I have no freaking interest in. But I'm not yeah, gonna... well, we don't we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so don't, don't praise Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a bad choice in their part, but they've done a lot of good movies. So. Yeah, they've done they've done. I a mean, lot you of... want to criticize that? I mean, they bought the whole Weinstein catalog, which to me, some people criticize, but I thought it was a smart move. It's on sale. Actually, that is a smart move because there's a lot of movies. <laughs> exactly. So, the Burning is like one. Of, well, I don't know if they own the Burning anymore, but the Weinstein's produced that. Yep. That's another thing, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to cancel my Netflix subscription. I don't subscribe to a lot of streaming. It's that and it's Amazon Prime and that's it. Dude, it's Hulu's so, like, been doing know, a lot it, of good movies too. Yeah, and then, you know, there there's scumbags involved in every single movie like pretty much ever ever made. You're not yeah. getting away from it. Exactly. You just whether it's a producer, a director, or even a freaking grip you know, it's just, it's, it is, it's sickening, but I mean, you know, there's somebody on every movie set that's just filth, I guess you could say. Like those good hard work in New York filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that West Coast crap. Now nah, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't prove me wrong. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, I'm going to boycott this movie where it's like, well, you know what? Then you need to boycott like every movie because. Stop watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to kind of finish up our, our, our discussion with this, uh, so if you guys to rate the stuff, what would you guys rate it? I'll give it a four out of five. It's a Larry Cohen classic. It's not what I would consider necessarily even horror per se. It's just a good kind of comedy horror satire. Check it out. It's fun for everybody. Yep. Bob says check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd also give it a four out of five. It was it was a really great for a first view. I always love going back to watch these movies that are old for the first time because it's like it's like I'm a kid again, you know, yep. watching these these great cinema films that that are new to me. It's not gonna be a watch every year movie for me. So I didn't think it was that good, but it was really fun. So definitely yeah. a four out of five. Yeah, I probably watch it maybe every five years. 
something. Well, Mark, that's why we did this podcast so you can watch these movies. That's, the only <laughs> movie that's one of my favorite parts, dude. Is he's <laughs> usually one of the new ones, so. dude. I've been having that ever since we've been page. friends, man. We've all ever since we met on Friday. <laughs> yep. You guys have been recommending movies left and right, and you know what? I don't always like them, but it's always a good experience. You know? Heck yeah. Well. Guys, I'm just gonna say this movie's like a two for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm the same. Four out of five. Um, if I'm comparing it to the other movies that we've done this month for this food and horror stuff, it's my second favorite behind Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Same, same. This will be my second favorite, and then my my blah, blah, microwave massacre. Would would be third, and then of course Ice Cream Man's dead last. <laughs> but um, yeah, four out of five, fun movie, entertaining. I say check it out if you can. Pick up the Blu-ray if you can, or whatever. I'm, I'm sure there's a DVD out there somewhere. I think yeah, Image that's what I have an Anchor Bay DVD of. So yeah, I don't know. If it's still available. I think Image Entertainment put it out a couple of years before. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Very possible. Go for it. Watch it. It's fun. Check it out. Definitely. And I, I'm right there with you guys. It's it's definitely four out of five for me, too. It's it's not the greatest movie, but also it's a lot of fun. Um, but I'm kind of the same way where this one is probably not one where I'm going to rewatch it a lot. I'm, I might, you know, pull it back out in a year or two and watch it again. But it's definitely not one that I'm going to revisit all the time. But it's definitely fun. It's 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 so much fun. And it's such a tame movie. It's it's. Like we were saying earlier, it's probably a good one for a good entry level like horror comedy. It, it, it's it is what it is. It, it's not there's not much to it. Uh, it's it's a very simple story. Very good writing though, and good visuals. It's kind of got the package there and to make it a good movie. And yeah, it's definitely the probably the second highest one on my list for the ones that we did this month as well behind uh, return of the killer tomatoes. So definitely, definitely, definitely like Ted was saying, check it out. It's, it's pretty good, but we would also love to know what you guys think. You can always reach out to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. Be ready for next week. When we start our Halloween horror Palooza, as we get into the month of October and we review the fun house massacre, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but until next week, do you guys have any final words of wisdom for us as we leave? Where's the stuff? Enough is never enough. Be careful what you eat, because it might end up eating you. No, I'm serious. Where's my stuff? I think I lost something here. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> leave Lost it to Ted to lose something. <laughs> oh, there it is. But Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.